It was the month of May in the year of our Lord, 2020. In the midst of a global pandemic, three best friends of over one score were on their weekly Zoom to maintain sanity call when someone had the brilliant idea to click the record button. What follows is the historic chronicle of three people desperately maintaining a minimal degree of sanity. Fueled by a love for pop culture and various fermented liquids, Dan, Neil, and myself, Reed, are on a quest to achieve the maximum level of irreverence. Despite what it sounds like, Three Guys Top Fives, The Irreverent Draft Experience, is a podcast for adults by adults. Its contents are vulgar, raunchy, and at times, barely coherent. At best, it is fully intended for entertainment purposes. Or if I hold it right here and talk just like this, the rest of this it's actually not bad. It's pretty good. On a very special That's a lot. Three Guys Top Fives this week. On a very special Three Guys Top Fives. Dan deals with teenage pregnancy. Whoa. No. No, I do not. <laughs> Dan, no, I Dan do not. refuses this week on a very special Three Guys Top Five. Dan refuses to deal with teenage pregnancy. <laughs> Three guys just making lists. Three guys just getting blitzed. Three guys, it's our top fives. You won, but also I won. Uh, you, Reed, you're going to be the closest person to dealing with teenage pregnancy out of all three of us. Um, a hush comes over the room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I just couldn't think of a good. Oh no, there's nothing good to say Reed, about that. Yeah. There's a terrible Reed, thing to say. Fa- your face was was priceless. Like you just went, like the realization in your brain clicked, and you're like, "It was a good. It was a record scratcher. This yeah. whole bit. Yeah. This whole <laughs> this whole bit has backfired. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it! Don't make oh me my sing. God. Don't make me think my own thoughts. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, what song has been stuck in your guys' head this week? That uh, ukulele apology. All right. That's a- <laughs> Did you see this, Reed? Uh, what? Dan fucking shared it to me. It's the most insane thing You're I've ever so seen. so welcome. You're we were, so we were like, oh, we were like, no, no, no. We were like, should we share this with Reed? And Dan was like, no. We're going to tell them all about it when we record. And that's exactly what the conversation is. Right. Do you, Reed, do you know the comedian uh, that does Miranda Sings? She, that she, is, she puts the lipstick lipstick all over her mouth real big and she acts goofy. Anyways, she's like a YouTube star. Yeah. She's a big groomer and uh, got caught basically with screenshots and all kinds of horrible i mean i mean everything that she did has been basically on the internet and it was all recorded and and presented to her and her team of pr people told her do not make a statement shut up and do not do anything so instead she made a 10 minute and minute ukulele non-apology song and it is the cringiest it's creepiest fucking thing fucking i've ever insane. seen in my life i almost want to just take the top first 10 minutes of this and play it and just watch Reed's live reaction. No, I refuse please. to do that. 10 oh, minutes God. song? Let's, yeah, well, she like song. stops and minutes. says stuff and then keeps singing, but she's like singing how you guys are taking things out of context. And that's not who I am. And then she made it 10 minutes, Dan. Yeah. I found out about, so she could monetize it on YouTube. 
Yeah, of course. If you break 10 minutes, you get more money on YouTube. That's why she made it that long. It's yeah. bananas. Of course she did. Fucking bananas. She's the worst. It was really yeah. funny. I had forgotten about uh, who she was at all. And then I was just like, I watched it and I was like, this is this is the most insane thing I've ever heard. So there you go. Go watch the YouTube. Just it's awful. Really just Google ukulele apology and it'll come up. But yeah, she was like flirting. With but anyway, like, my song is Space Song by Beach House. Oh, there you go. That's better. I'm sorry. What's yours, Reed? <laughs> uh, uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Oh, interesting. Oh, no. Actually, mine's yeah. been... Per- that that That's... sounds great. Um, uh, perennially, mine is just like I wake up with frozen in my head still. Like, f- after four years, I still oh, wow. frozen. I still love it. For the first time in forever. Hazel has yeah. this little thing that my mom got her that, like, just plays, like, the accompaniment, and she'll sing along. It's fucking adorable. So I'm just like, I'm... Nice. I don't care. I'll have a little let it go in my head. I always <laughs> let it go in my head. Speaking, speaking of uh, stuff in our heads, I think my head grew. My fitted hats are too tight for me now. Oh, you're coming closer to my size now. I am, but it sucks because yep. I bought a whole bunch of fitted hats last year and none of them fit me now. Oh, is it maybe that your hair is long? That happens to me, obviously. Like, I don't think so. I don't have much hair left anymore. Well. I found another new bald spot. Pretty excited about that. No, well, that's cool. Uh, one of the comics uh, in town here uh, is uh, he's a, a large black man and he braided his hair mm-hmm. recently. And I looked at him and I said, if I grew my hair out, it would look like that, but it would not be as cool as yours. And he almost peed himself laughing. <laughs> Ugh, there we go. I'm going full flock of seagulls today. Yeah, Great pompadour. Yeah, totally. That's what that is. Yeah, Where it was a pompadour you? for a minute. And I'm so sorry. I just didn't uh, even have it in me to live anymore. Can you uh, yeah. can you talk yeah. to us about UFOs for the next three hours? <laughs> that was the other thing. We have a toxic that fucking sub exploded. Those of you who don't understand that reference, uh, Neil is combing his hair like uh, Tom DeLonge, and uh, Tom DeLonge, frontman for Blink-182, famously went crazy several times, and one of the times he quit the band to go chase UFO stories and UFOs and to educate the world about unidentified flying objects. You know the best part about emo kids, right? No. Their haircuts itself. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like I killed the vibe. Sorry. <laughs> Not at no, all. What are you talking sorry. about? I was, no, I was just saying, no, and then that reminded me of guys, the fucking kid whose so dad was, so whose who's, like so stepfather sorry. was on the on the submersible and died, and he went to the Blink One Eighty Two show. Way too constant. It's just it's been it's been a memeable month since we last got together. Rich, really? Rich people just have no feeling. They have no oh my no God. no remorse, no feelings. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, he's like, well, he's it probably gives dead. Such I've already a new got the meaning tickets. to that Blink One Eighty Two lyric. Where are you? Where and are I'm you? So sorry. Yeah. yeah. How's everybody's weeks? Oh, uh, it was a week. I'm so exhausted. The, the South has been in a in a, a heat dome, which is apparently a, a, a thing that I learned about yesterday, uh, so where I think the it's heat a new is thing. just trapped they, in. They just make up weather phenomena They just make anymore. shit up. You're right. Yeah. But apparently the barometric pressure has trapped the heat over them. Over, it's basically like we're under a, a bubble. And the uh, heat index today was 123 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. That's awful. 
Dan, yeah. how many times you sit on your nuts? Uh, I actually worked inside today because they would not let me work outside. So uh, none, none today. Um, All right. But yeah, so I didn't sweat through my clothes today, but the last four days I did. So that was fun. Um, oh, and Lord uh, I, my my body made smells that I didn't uh, I didn't think were possible. Um, I'm gonna probably have to detail my car just from driving home after work. Right. And uh, my wife would not let me into the house until I took all my clothes off and put them into the washing machine. So you know, had that going for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm apparently the older older I get, the less enamored I am with summer. I hate summer. It makes my body feel it. just bad anymore. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I am not. I am. I am a cold weather person. I am learning that in my older age. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But anyways, so we should draft, right? I guess that's 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 the what we yeah. should. We're all tired <laughs> and hot and sweaty. Are we good? Are we sure. ready? We're, are we ready for that phenomenon? Yeah, I think are we so. gonna do I that. I think so. Mm, there there yeah, we can. We can try. We can try. All, all right. right. Yeah. Let's. Why not? Uh, we welcome to Three Guys Top Five: The Road Draft Experience. Hey, I am Reed, and uh, I'll uh, do the hustle. I'm Neil, and I want to take you down to Kokomo. I am Dan, and I'm a creep and a weirdo. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell are you doing here? I don't know. You you do belong here. Yeah. This time, <laughs> you maybe. You do belong here. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you are scouring the depths of the internet, because that's how you come across us, you're scouring the depths of the internet, you're tired of overproduced comedy podcasts, <laughs> and you want, uh, you want some material from people you've never heard of, and you would probably never meet, but we would definitely buy you a shot at the bar. You've come to the right place. We are the three guys, moderately, and what moderately we do priced. is we pick... What's that? Moderately priced. We're not talking high shelf, top shelf. Oh, no, yeah. not top shelf. No, well drink. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. a generic yeah. shot of vodka. Like, yeah. JMO, maybe. Mm. It depends It depends on how long we've been there and how many rounds probably of karaoke we've gotten in. Yeah, yeah, probably JMO's. JMO's perfect. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll all pitch in for JMO. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, so you come to the right place. Uh, what we do here, uh, those for our faithful legion of listeners, you know that what we do is we select a topic. One of the three of us selects a topic, and we draft our top five of that topic. Uh, it is uh, it is a hundred percent irreverent. Mm. Uh, there are uh, no stakes in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey. every week, surprisingly, I win. No, you're right about that, but I also win. You know what? You guys can both win. That's fine. Dan, I've done enough winning. <laughs> you also do win, though. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, all right. So why don't we? Why don't we do a solid of each other and the faithful legion of listener? And let's get primed. It's right. drafting time. Dan, right. what are you drinking? I am drinking a little whiskey and ginger. Uh, the whiskey is High West, and so I have decided to call it Ginger West because that sounds like an old 1940s actress. Yeah, I do like that. Which kind of High West is it? I am such a fan of High West distilleries. Just the straight bourbon. Straight bourbon. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Neil, what it about you? What do you got in your glass tonight? 
Um, I have a um, white wine. What is it? Um, I don't know. Bronzia. Nah, it's something. It's it's a sweet white wine on a cool on a, a cool drink for a hot night. Sweet bear wine. Yeah. Sweet sweet white wine. <laughs> sweet white wine. Uh, so I had uh, I had opened myself a, a Corona Premier and, and limed it up. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so full from all of the roasted chicken yeah. and vegetables that I just ate. So I had to go with an Espolone oh. uh, tequila with a lime in it. That looks refreshing. Uh, fuck. So that's what I'm sipping on. Uh, as soon as I finish this, I'll, I'll hit up that Corona over there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so cheers, boys. Bottoms cheers. up, Reed. Here we go. Cheers. Whose draft is it? It's mine. Mm-hmm. It's my turn because I... I haven't had one since the to-do list before we went to New York. That was my last draft. Oh. And I put no thought into... We were we were much younger men then. We were. It was a different world we then. Things have changed for all of us. Um, I don't fucking know. Uh, I just thought of this the other <laughs> day because I was thinking about things that I desperately wish that I knew before I was an adult. And so that's what we're drafting. The top five things... We wished we knew before we became an adult. Like this, we got this out into the idea. world, out from the out from under the umbrella of our parents. Where the things that we realized could have been put to good use, and we realized we didn't know them yet, and we had to learn them on the job, as it were, as adults. So um, that's what we're going to draft. I love it, and I, I love it. I think Every I have second. three solid ones. I know I'm going to pick, and then I think I'm just going to let the conversation take us where we go, and I'll probably make me think of other things. And Neil's got a solid three. Here we go. I uh, yeah, I I didn't do any prep for this. Yeah, um, so yeah. just gonna think of the thing right off the cuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, Dan, you're number one. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm the. Oh yeah. You had the right. last draft. Cool. You were. That's you were right. Saying. I am. Yeah. Uh, so if he I was am. the last okay. draft, then I th- aren't I number one? It, no, it's because no. he picked last of them. Because I went from last to first. Oh, that's right. From last to. Whoever picks the draft goes last. Read Jesus. We've first. been doing this for three years. Oh, wait, wait, it wasn't my draft last time, though. <laughs> it was no, Dean's draft, it was so mine. it's his first pick. My draft means I go last. I'm going last and then tonight, I go so I'm going to go first the next, right. next time. Yeah. There it so, is. Okay. This is, this is right, your, so fucking on your draft. 53, everybody. This is our 53rd recording. <laughs> that doesn't even it's include also, it's also it's also the 58th time we forgot who went first so okay guys yeah yeah um i i did do a lot of thinking about this because i didn't know the direction i was going to go there's so many so many things that could be said you could be serious you could be funny you could be meta you, there's a lot of different angles um <laughs> And so I, I probably, mine, mine are probably going to come off as as corny or sappy tonight. But I, but I wanted to do it kind of like a, like visualize mine. I was going to make posters, but then I just didn't because I had a bad <laughs> night. Um, but visualize mine as inspirational posters when I say them. Oh, and nice. That's, okay. that's the angle that I'm going to go here. Great. So if I had to say the number one thing that I wish I had learned before I was an adult. Without question, and I think you guys are going to agree. Without question, it's the importance of a good bucket. I'm leaving. I'm, I waited around until 9 p.m. for this. Leave. It just is. It it just is. I mean, they're versatile. They're 
functional. There's just so much that you can do with a bucket. And I wish that I had learned that sooner in life than, you know, two months ago. And so uh, <laughs> that's my number one. You. That's my number one. <laughs> it's the out of the way with number one. I, I mean, I think what I've learned about buckets being an adult, Dan, is that if you held uh-huh. it off to the fifth pick, it's way funnier. That one. Yeah, but I've done that. Me. I've done that already. All right. I've well, done that no, already. No, we know. We just stress tested it. Now I know mm-hmm. how it affects mm-hmm. me on the first pick and the fifth pick. Next time, try like three or four and we'll see where we land. Yeah, it's going to be the first from now on now. <laughs> Good old Danny Buckets. Old Danny Buckets. That's why he's Danny yeah. B. I, I get it now. I am writing down Buckets. Like I had to look at, so Dan puts his name on the Zoom as Danny B, and I had to look at that and go, what is Dan's last name? I don't think it starts with a B. And it doesn't. I was going to write Buckets, but I didn't want to give it away. I didn't want you to already be thinking about buckets. We already think about yeah. buckets when we look at you. We know. We uh, know. Great. Good. Good. It's no, the worst no bit ever. And it's Danny gonna, Buckethead. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So that's my that's my number one. Fucking buckets. Reed, it's your turn. All right. My number one, uh, the number one thing I wish I would have known when I was younger that I know now as an adult is the importance of saving money right for the one reason that one thing i didn't think about when i was younger is that as an adult i have to pay for my own birthday parties yeah Yeah. (laughs) and also i can do anything i want to on my birthday are you kidding me had i known in my 20s the importance of saving money into middle age you know how many times i could ride the go-karts on my birthday you need to change your name to read go-karts. This is this is not the first time you've brought up birthdays and go-karts. Well, it's not, but I, <laughs> I feel very passionately about this. Yeah, apparently we need to go go-kart riding the next time we see each other. That's got to be priority. Could be a thing. It will be, your, be thing. your birthday practically the next time we see you. So It, it will. I guess we're going to go We go-karts. might have time. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> be disappointed if we don't go-kart after all this talk about it. So saving money <laughs> for because you have to pay for your own brother. Also, you have any idea how much it costs to go to Dave and Buster's? No. It's a small fortune. Yeah, really. It's a small fortune. Mm. Yeah. It's so a small you, fortune. Uh, and you, and video games aren't a quarter anymore. Video games are, no. here's a card, load it with a bunch of money, yeah. and then put your card in the machine, and it just takes <laughs> as many credits off the card yeah. as it wants to. Yep. That's pretty much it. It's all a scam, and then you never have the same amount of tokens as you as you do for games that you want to play. So you end up leaving the card behind with extra tokens. It's a that's scam. how they get you. Yeah, that's it's the how same they thing. Get the MTA does that here in New York. That's why yeah. um, they you have to put a certain amount on your um on your Metro card, and you will never pay like you will never have the right amount left over to pay for a train ride at the end. And so they make like I think it's like fifty five cents extra on every Metro card. So unless you keep it and refill it until you absolutely get, and they'll still, that's how they, that's how they do it. It's terrible. So essentially the MTA and Dave and Buster's are the same fucking thing. It's, they're probably run by Dave and Buster probably run the MTA. Oh man. Fuck those guys. And the CTA. CTA did the same thing. Yeah. In Chicago, same fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. They know what they're doing. You'd always find the empty carts like right on top of the, the turnstiles. Yeah. Like people just leave their cards there. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's crazy. Neil. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, I'm going to piggyback off of the money 103 and I'm going to say interest rates. Um, ah, I got uh, myself into credit they, card credit card trouble in the, in my 20s. Uh, just because yes. I was just, it just felt like free money and no one literally, it was very funny that, uh, like think, I think like two or three days after I received my diploma from college, I received a credit card in the mail with like a $1,500 credit limit. They were just like, congratulations on graduating. Here's a credit card. I'd never had a credit card before. And then I went and lived in a band house with two guys and we had no money and I was temping and substitute teaching. And I was like, oh, I can just load up on groceries from Walmart with this. And, um, like got, yeah, just got myself into some, some troubles with, uh, not realizing that like a 26% on your credit card is bad and wouldn't have had any idea until I went through it. And then it was a lot of sturm and drung to get out of it. So not only not saving money, but also just paying out the nose, uh, for money that I didn't have, which was, um, which was, which was a problem. So I'm going to say interest rates because it was depressing. Yeah. I like the that. Good old interstate. It is. Yeah. I think I think being in credit card debt in your twenties is called being in your twenties. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. But I guess that's the point of this draft. It's all, all those things in our twenties that we like. I always hear that thing, yeah, that, like prompt. It's like, would you rather start out at like thirty with a lot more money, or start at fifteen with all the knowledge you know now? And like, it's, a, it's a tough prompt, but I always kind of end up leaning toward. I wish I could go back to being a kid and knowing what I know now, yeah. making better decisions and moving through my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you could choose between the, the body of a 20 year old or the brain of a 50 year old, where would you keep it? In my wallet. <laughs> Sorry. So in, in my, in my butt, in my, in my butt cheeks. I don't know. <laughs> What's the answer? I could choose between the body of the 20 year old. Wait. So do I still have the brain of a 20 year old? You have the, the body of a 20 year old or the brain of a 50 year old. Where would you keep it? Where would I keep it? I don't understand. In the in the you basement. either have the you either have a twenty year old body or a fifty year old brain. You got to keep it somewhere. Where are you going to keep it? Oh oh oh! Like in a jar, I guess. Like like for, I mean, oh, unless yeah. you choose the body, and that's a pretty big jar. Yeah. So I put the fifty year old brain inside yeah. the twenty year old body. I you get to you can only choose one. Uh-huh. Where are you going to keep it? <laughs> so you choose the brain because it fits in a jar. Right. I don't want to have just a 20 year old body lying around. Right. Cause that's creepy. Yeah, that's true. Um, that, that, I guess I keep at the bottom of the sea. Well, I mean, you can only, you only have to choose one. <laughs> I choose neither. This is going. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Great answer. Yep. Whoo. What a boy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm rough. just also so realizing rough. now that when I listen to all these back, because I've edited them, I listened to all our episodes back at like 1.25 speed. So just talking to you guys sounds like it's slow. And then the way my brain is working right now, seems like it's even slower than that. So it's like, uh, there you go. That's, that's my explanation to how I'm hearing everything right now. Ray, it's your turn. Fair enough. Dan, it's your turn. No, it's my turn. It's, there it is. Is. See, right. He's moving at 1.5 speed, so it's my turn. <laughs> 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 Be, it'd be half your turn, half my turn then. Uh, yeah, kind of. Depends yeah. where we landed. Where would you keep it? Yeah, exactly. All right, next inspirational poster. Okay. I wish I wish that any, I wish that anybody had taught me this. It would have saved me a lot of heartache back in the day. Chemistry 
is not the same as compatibility. Oh, that's a really, really good piece of advice. Do tell. I mean, you can be super, super, super attracted to someone and you can hit it off very well with them, but it does not mean that you are compatible. Right. You can have all the chemistry in the world with someone. The sex could be out of this world and, you know, she could do things to you that nobody's ever done before. Or you could just be like head over heels with the idea of that person or something along that mat, along those lines. And I'm saying her because I'm attracted to females, but anyone. Um, But compatibility is a completely different thing. You may, you may have all the chemistry in the world, but not be compatible because you just are not the same type of people. Yep. You don't mesh. Is, is there a uh, uh, story behind this or just... There's uh, no story. No. Dan's 20s. No, there's no story. I, yeah, exactly. My 20s. I mean, all of the, all of the stupid relationships that, that I think all of us probably endured that were just were like, they, they started off hot and just fizzled out because there was actual no compatibility. I think it's a great answer. That's it. Look at it. Yeah. I'm on board. See, I'm not all buckets. <laughs> I said I'm not For all buckets. My <laughs> number two pick. <laughs> this just this just hit me. Uh huh. It's uh it's okay to ask for for what you deserve. Yeah, yeah. It's like no like know your worth. Ask for your worth. Uh, earlier yesterday, know your it was worth. just yesterday. I uh. Found myself in a position where I was, I was negotiating. I, I messaged you guys about this because I, I feel gross when I negotiate. And that's because I don't feel comfortable uh, requesting my worth. Uh, my my yeah. professional resume is seven pages long. Uh, and uh, it's because I don't want to leave off any of my experience. And if I want to live by that, then it's okay for me to ask for what I'm worth. So ask kids. Kids? Those 20-year-olds that are listening to this right now, learn that. Ask for what you're worth. Know your worth. Absolutely. And ask for it. Know your worth and yeah, and ask for it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I like that. Exactly. When you were telling us about that yesterday, and in the end, it was just like, yeah, what the worst they can say is no. Yeah. And you, it's in your hands whether you choose to accept their terms or not. Um, and then they ended up saying yes because <laughs> you're worth it so and you had you had drink to that i'll drink to that i will also drink to that yeah Ooh. well these are all very lovely heartfelt nail heartfelt uh answers i'm gonna go with something all of them that i i wish before i was an adult i had known what the clitoris does uh because I feel really bad for in early relationships. I had I had a very lovely relationship in college with someone who said, "Okay, this is where things happen here, and this is what happens here." I knew the theory and where the clitoris like existed because I had seen like drawings and whatnot, but um, I didn't know <laughs> the purpose and like how it operated, and I needed to be taught that. Luckily, it happened right away when I was like nineteen years old. Sure, it was embarrassing thinking back on certain experiences, and you go, "Oh boy, oh boy, I didn't, I, I know I was bad at doing certain things." As as anyone is, you're gently coaxed into the world of that, and then, uh, and then you come out the other side. But so, I think, I think, knowing how that, I mean, I don't blame anybody else for this. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not going to blame my parents for not knowing that one. But uh, 
Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it is something to be said was, about no, like good. the the lack of of good sex ed in our in our public yeah. Oh system. yes, I mean, oh we God, had pretty yes. decent. Like it actually was like the relatively tech. decent. Like when we got into eighth grade, our health class was actually pretty comprehensive. It wasn't it wasn't a bad thing, but uh, it, it was all about the utility and nothing about pleasure of it. And so, not uh, getting that education of just like how to not only how, how to operate your own body, but how to be conscientious and operate with somebody else's. And that's, that's, I guess the point of mine. I love it. Yeah, no, that's, that's yes. I thought about that angle and I'm, I'm glad you took it. Way to, way to, way to take one for the team there, buddy. <laughs> well, and it's not so much of an angle as it is a circular motion. <laughs> oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> you got to keep it guessing. It's yeah. You don't yeah. want to just. I mean, and, and until they say, just do that, do that, do what you're doing now, and then go, don't stop doing that. Go clockwise. Go clockwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay right there, and and don't speed up. Um, <laughs> Consistency <right>. is key. <laughs> third, third inspirational poster, and I I heard someone say this, and I loved it, and I'm going to reveal who it is after I say it because I don't want to I don't want to dilute it because I think it's a really good phrase and that so i'm gonna i'm gonna borrow it and i wish i wish that i had used this or known about this because it would have saved me from uh so much unwanted drama from trying to explain anything when i when i did when i didn't want to be in a situation and so i'm simply no is a full sentence yeah i was on my on my mental board no is a complete sentence yep I fucking love that, and uh, and and here's where I heard it. And I look, I'll, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a fan, and uh, I think I think they're kind of weird, but but it's been like their mantra for a lot of years, and they were talking about it in a in an interview, and I just really took that from the interview. But I heard it from the Olsen twins. Wow, that's the first time I heard it. Yeah, I heard them say it. And they said that's what they built their empire around was saying no is a full sentence. And I fucking I love that. I love that. So I've been, yeah, I've been working off that one for years. Yeah. 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 I, I just I, you shouldn't have to always explain yourself. You can just no. say no. Whatever your reasoning is. And even if it's in, in a moment where you're not sure. And it's just yeah. like, mm, I'm going to say no right now and take time yeah. to yeah. figure it out. And then you may come around differently later. But if your gut says no, follow that shit. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm up. All right. Yep. Read. Oh shit! Number three pick. I don't. Right. God, I don't. Oh, uh, I've got one. Yeah. Go. Very rarely is it a bad time when you're playing with a Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Some of the best times. You didn't know that as a kid. Right, like I thought. I thought I was better than Nerf guns. As oh, I like in my twenties, okay. in my twenties, I'm like, oh, toys. Right? Uh, are you kidding me? I, I can see like four Nerf guns right now from where I'm sitting because all like I like to have them around the house and just let just unload on somebody. Like, oh, yeah. it's your time. Here you go, <laughs> and just unload. Well, let me show you this one that I'm looking at right now. No right, deal. His headphones are off, Dan. Then you know what we're bringing to Omar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Buckets. 
<laughs> so it's got uh, it's got two uh what is uh two uh revolver runners. chambers on it yeah uh it's revolver uh, chambers and uh and you you empty one revolver chamber with this trigger and then you pull this triggers and it switches mm-hmm. the revolver chambers so you have a whole nother one just double nutting it i love it yes. yeah yeah just unlike it this is like full load this is like i haven't listen i yeah. haven't touched I, I haven't touched that thing for a month and you're getting all of it in your yeah. face that's what that's finn. what this gun is all about yeah, finn we'll leave a we'll leave a link in the show notes for uh for the the type of nerf gun that Rita's holding no we won't yeah shout out it's to the nerf. Uh, it's the flip fury flip fury flip fury that sounds like a great basketball basketball player name yeah Just flip fury, flip fury. Uh, I, I have to admit though, those are, you gotta be careful taking one of those in the eye is not a pleasant experience. Whoa. Well, uh, one of, uh, one of my earliest memories with Holden is a Nerf gun fight <laughs> with a single shotter and he drilled me square in the eye a month after I had LASIK. Oh no. Oh, oh no. And you'll notice I wear glasses now. So is it, is it why? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows, man? Who knows? Shit. Uh- that's hilarious. So I guess it's not always a good time with a Nerf gun, but uh, it, was, it was still it was still a damn blast. All right, all right. I think it's good. I think it's a good pick. I really like it quite a bit. Um, I am going to take something that is just kind of it's circumstantial to my own life. I went to college and got my degree in musical theater, which means I took classes in acting, singing, and dancing. And I got sure. into this program because I was an actor first, singer second, and then a dancer. And not at all. And so when I got into like my first audition uh, at school, they did like the literal like Broadway style dance call where they teach you all the steps in seven minutes. And then you have to do it each at like four at a time. I had no idea what I was doing. So I guess my thing is, I really well, wished I would have learned how to Matthew. dance when I was a kid. And my mom put me in a ballet class and uh, when I was, I think I must have been seven, eight years old or something. And I was the only boy in the class. And I was really embarrassed by that fact. I spent the whole class like hiding under a table and my mom never brought me back. Uh, and I feel really kind of bad and sad about that, that I, however I was set up for that, was not ready to be in that situation and never learned how to dance when I was a kid. I think it would have helped me out. I think my health would be better. I think uh, like it just would have been a different, um, different experience in my own body. So I wish I'd learned how to dance when I was a kid. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Can, so I, can, I, can I piggyback yeah. off that? I don't. I don't yeah, want to. I don't want to make it my next pick. Do it right I, away. Go so ahead. I. So no, I'm not. I'm not piggybacking in any other way, but just to say this. So I also wish that I had been able to or like taken dance, and I. I love to dance, but I also have a, like a really like an, a, an anxiety about other people seeing me dance. I yeah. like, it freaks me out. I, and so, um, this, this, what was it? Two weekends ago, I guess we were, we were in Washington DC for Molly's brother's wedding. And it was a, it was a big affair. It was, we had a wonderful time. Uh, and the wedding reception was at this beautiful place, like right on the water. It was called uh, district winery. And it was, I mean, it was like open bar, having a great time, great food. And my, my kids wanted to did to dance when, when they started playing the DJ 
And so I was like, yeah, let's go out there and dance. And I took him out there and we were dancing around and I was looking around and I was like, I don't know anyone here. Mm-hmm. And so tonight, for the first time in my probably entire life, I'm going to get really drunk and I'm going to dance my ass off. And get I it. stayed on that floor the whole night and nice. I was like crazy and it was yeah. the best feeling ever. I was so sore the next day, but it was so fucking fun and yeah. so freeing and I've never done that in my life and it was the best. So yes, 100%. Yeah. 100% do you dance. all remember, yes. do you remember when swing dancing had its big uh, yeah. revival in like the late oh, 90s? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. So I was, I was a hell of a swing dancer. Nice. Like okay. I could, I could swing. Like I, I was, I would jump over people, like put my hands on their shoulders and jump over people and do okay. all of the moves. And I wish I could still, I'm so old and I'm so broken right now that I can't move like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I still wish that I could, because I like, I'll hear swing music and be like, oh, I want to move like I could move when I was in my twenties. Yeah. It's the best man. It really is. And, uh, I really like, yeah. I really like what you said, Dan, about just like that it makes you feel more, just more confident in your skin when you're, when you allow yourself to just be like, I can do this. I've danced more since Hazel was born than I probably ever have in my whole life. And it's great. Oh, totally. Like, it's just yeah, great. Yeah, it's the best. It's just like, feels she good. wants to dance, yeah. we fucking dance, man. And we don't stop. It's, it, uh-huh. it's the best. So yep. I miss it. I miss it. It's the best. Yeah. I agree. Stellar. Great Take choice. It Take it away, Dan. All right. My number four. Um, I like this one. I'm glad I get this at four. I, I've had, I, in the, in the, in the past work that I've done, I've been, I've, you know, I've worked in a few, few different warehouses and I tend to be on the older side of people that work in a warehouse. Most of the guys there, but they're in like early twenties, you know? And I remember there was this one kid that I got to know pretty well and he was just graduating college and he, he came up to me in the break room one day and he's like, so I'm graduating college next week. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Congratulations. And he's like, yeah. So I'm going to ask you something weird. And I was like, go ahead. And he's like, if you could give me one piece of advice yeah. from your perspective, what would it be? And I looked at him and I didn't even have to think about it. I said, travel. Yeah. Travel. Yeah. Go see the fucking world. Get out of the United States. Go see everything before you can't because you're going to get tied down with a job. You're going to get tied down with the family and kids and responsibilities and mortgages. And while you don't have any of that right now, go. Just get just get on a plane and go somewhere. So I wish I wish somebody had told me that. I wish somebody had told me that because I would have done a lot more traveling in my younger years before. I mean, and I still can, but it's, you know, it's going to be a whole family affair now. That's different. And it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. So I just like to leave. I don't even tell my family yeah. where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> or that I'm going anywhere. I just yeah. leave. Yeah. yeah. I'm gone. That I'm gone for five days. Yeah. So travel, travel, just travel. It'd be incredible. Uh, I yeah. was just having drinks with a friend the other, the other night and he was talking about, he's a little younger than me. Uh, he and his wife are contemplating when they want to have children and she really wants to like do a lot of traveling before you have kids when i said yeah. this, i was like yeah for those first few years when you have a child you have a, a baby and it's like difficult and impossible logistically and it's really hard but i was like but the neat thing is is then no matter where you're gonna go they're gonna be able to go 
Like, so I was like, yeah, but and I agree with that you deterrent. I was like, if you guys want to have children, I was like, yeah, there's going to be a little bit where you don't, but, um, yeah. Uh, and I, I think I did, I ended up living in what, like eight states, eight different states in the United States. Um, and I think that's great. I'm glad I have a lot of perspective on different places. And so then when I ended up in the place eight I two. wanted to be, I knew I wanted to be there. Um, I think yeah. that's great. This is very, this is very heartfelt draft for all of us. I was worried about Daniel after buckets that it was going to just be jokey for you all the way. Do but... you see, you see why I did buckets first now? Yeah, yeah. No, you see I, why I did buckets that. first. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I just got it out of the way so I could be so I could do my and my my posters. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's uh, I'll delve into the heartfeltness. All right. Okay. And I will say that. Uh, what one thing I wish I knew when I was younger that I knew now that I know now is put in the work, mm-hmm. like do do the work, do the job. I think I've said this do before. The work. Yep. Uh, in one of our early drafts, one of my greatest right. regrets is not is dropping out of a creative writing class in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have talked about. And now, I really wish I would have done that. Uh, and I'm glad I had the opportunity to do a lot of a lot more creative writing. Now I have my first sketch comedy show is tomorrow. Uh, now, granted, I only have one sketch in that show, but we're talking about our next show already. And my goal for our next show is I want to overload the director with so much material that he has to choose what sketches to put in. I already have I already have eight written awesome. for the next one. That's so nice. And that nice. and that's all about putting in the work. Do the time, put in the work, and don't just check exactly. the boxes, but know what you're doing and learn about yeah. what you're doing. So put in the work. Great. Great pick. Yeah, I think and I think that applies to everything. You know, like we we had a bunch of you know, well, at least I did. I had a bunch of fuck off jobs for a while and you know, I just didn't I didn't give a shit. But like if you actually put some effort into something and and strive at it you're gonna you're gonna see more results so absolutely yeah do the work yeah and it's and it's not a, it's not a message of pull up your bootstraps and no it's it's no no you find find something that you like something that you're passionate about and put in the work to that yeah and then yeah. it's it's gonna pay off dividends on the other side and what i like about it is I even agree. if it's um it's gonna kind of lead into my next pick uh which is that just because you've put in hours and attention and um and and sweat and blood and tears into something just because you've worked really hard at something does not mean you need to keep doing it my next pick was going to be yeah. like the sunk cost fallacy which um like and putting in the work is never a bad thing in that regard because even if you come out on the other side and you're like you know what i'm moving on to something else this isn't really for me it doesn't matter because you know that for a fact. It's not like dipping your toe into something and being like, not for me. When you actually go for it and you put it all in, um, mine was more around the fact that uh, like, I got my degree, like I said, in acting, and I got out of school and decided acting wasn't for me. Like, Not that I was bad at it, and I did all the work to get the degree in it, and a lot of people were like, you're not going to do it anymore? And I was like, no, because I found these other things, and now I have a career that I love better. When you're in a relationship with someone, you feel like those years that you've put into it, like are like, if I quit, then I squandered it, but not at all. Like, oh, not yeah, not even a little bit. It's it's if you've done the right work and you get to the end, 
I like what Dan Savage says a lot, which is that um, <clears throat> you can't define a relationship as successful or a failure based on the fact of whether it ends or not. We're all going to have millions of relationships in our lives, uh, some more you know involved than others. But if you judge a relationship by the fact that it would end, then everyone is a failure, and you're not. Like any, it's just the sunk cost fallacy. Just like if you've put work or effort or emotion into something and it doesn't work out for any reason, that does not mean that it was a failure. That you, um, you're you going to come out of the other side of it better, smarter, wiser, and having put the work in, you're going to be more mature and and more qualified for the next thing that you go toward. And I, I took me a long time to realize that. Begin in my 30s, well into my 30s. So that's something, unfortunately, you have to do a lot before you can know it. So it's nothing that you could be told that when you're 18, 19 years old, but it's not going to sink in until you are put in the position where you have to go through it. I love that. It's been in before. Do we want to do we want to do a top off? Yeah, let's we... do it. So should we just start from the top, Neil, since you got your headphones on? Now? Yeah, um, I did that whole recording without my headphones on. So that's going to make my edit real difficult on my end, which nice work, Neil. Uh, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. Okay. Uh, recap. Uh, all right. So uh, first pick is Dan. Dan. Um, <laughs> I'll pick them all for you. I'm going to go with. Oh, okay. I'm sending it to you. All right. Dan's first pick is buckets. The second pick is chemistry is not that? the same as compatibility. Oh. His third pick is Noah's a complete sentence. His fourth pick is travel. Reed's number one was saving money. Number two was asking for what you deserve. Number three is uh, how fun a Nerf gun can be. And number four is putting in the work. Neil's number one is interest rates. Uh, two is the clitoris. Three is dancing. And four is the sunk cost fallacy. It's eclectic, but I like it. And we're back to Dan for his number five pick. Because I know yeah. I got all of them right. <clears throat> You did, um, Neil. I I I really like how this uh, how this draft has gone because I feel like we're all kind of piggybacking off of each other, and so I'm going to do it again um, because there was a word that you said repeatedly in in what you were talking about, and it's failure. <laughs> and I I don't think that anybody ever taught us that failure is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody nobody ever taught us that. Nobody, everybody always said failure is not an option. Failure is the worst thing that can happen to you. If you do this, you're going to fail. Failing is the worst. Yeah. But it's not. It's literally not. It's fine. It's not. It's never the end of the world unless you're in the, a submarine that was built by a, you know, Nintendo. <laughs> um, Nintendo would have built a better but, submarine. Uh, <laughs> um, but how many lessons have you fucking learned from failing? Yeah. Like, it's okay. Because it's that's that's how we learn yeah right it sucks at the time but it's fine and i don't think that that was ever stressed enough upon us because i think our parents even though they didn't maybe want to lived a little bit vicariously through us and so they didn't want us to fail but that everybody has to <laughs> you have to it's impossible not to and I, i've learned a million more lessons from failing than i ever did from getting it right on the first time Absolutely. Well, yeah, because it, we you we don't we don't learn from success, and right the, never. the the ideas uh, of the of of our parents and their generations was that failure is uh, something to be ashamed of, 
And so if it's something you're ashamed of, right. that means that you're wrong. You're wrong for failing when it's and the the script is completely flipped on that. If you win every game, you yep. you learn absolutely nothing and you become a uh as boring a narcissist. Yeah. And uh-huh. so you have to fail, you have to make mistakes, uh, because those are our opportunities to learn, and that's where growth comes from. It's not called uh it's not called growing feel goods, they're called growing pains, yeah. and that's for a reason. <laughs> yeah. It also works, I think, on the flip side of that, that a lot of people, because they think failing is bad. They also see people who are extreme, like the people who like uh, lionize the uber wealthy, be like, they must have done something right. It's like, no, they lucked the fuck out. They're not better at anything than yeah. anybody else. There are a thousand people in the world smarter than those people that have a billion dollars. But these people are like, oh, because they succeeded, they must be better than me in some way. And so they lionize them and they put them on this pedestal and they'll stick up for them and they'll like, even though they're like, bleeding our planet dry they'll say well but they have money so they they obviously are are good and um these same people like will have have no wealth and nothing at all but they're like you can't tell me that being rich is bad because i'm gonna be that way someday you know what i mean it's 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 kind of the the flip the script on that is like if you believe that failure is bad then you believe that everyone who succeeds is good and it's just not the case anyway exactly it's a hard fact right there. A little soapbox. Boom. You guys want to come down to my submersible? No, it's not a soapbox. No, uh, no I enjoy your soapbox. Uh, it's a <laughs> uh, solid lie. Uh, good yeah. scent, like uh, uh, spring fresh. Uh, I don't need the soapbox in there. I don't need it Three because moisturizing like, I'm already a half a foot taller than most people I know. So getting on a soapbox is just, it's like <laughs> when my friend who was 6'2", she wore high heels to our choir concert and all of a sudden she was taller than me. I was like, fuck this, man. You don't need it. I yeah. don't need the soapbox. Right. Uh, you're, you're a clean foot taller than I am. Clean so. foot. <laughs> soapbox, waka waka. Reed, what's your final pick? My final pick. Um, You know what? I think the best final pick I can make for this one is you deserve what you want. Yeah. The the dreams and desires and the things that you want to work for, you are worth all of them. And that was something that in my Post. younger years, uh, I I I uh, wasn't even on my radar. Uh, I I had this uh, belief uh-huh. that I I wasn't deserving of the things that I wanted. Uh, and so I didn't work for those things. Instead, I worked for other things. I have stuff worked out well for me. I'm very blessed. Uh, I have uh, I, I I fit into a percentage of people. I have a good lifestyle, uh, and uh, some of that is because uh, parts of me were like, "Oh, I deserve this. Oh, I deserve this. Oh, I deserve this." So uh, my message to younger folk out there is that you deserve the things that you want. You're good enough for them. I love that. I think that's so great. Oh, that one kind of hit me in my feelers. Um, and I have no idea what I'm going to pick after that because I feel like that's where it should end. Um, but it it's, can't. it's true. No, it can't. We because have to... you want, Neil, you want the last pick and you deserve the last pick. I don't know. I don't know if I just, <laughs> I don't want the last pick to be perfectly honest on this one. I really wish, yes, I'd, you do. I really wish I'd switch with you. You're actually making me change from what mine was going to be because mine came off you said 
in your pick what I wanted to say with my pick, but I was going to go at it from a negative angle. So I'm going to change mine. So just let me vamp for a second uh-huh. while I think about it. Something I really wish I'd known before I became an adult. Uh, I think I had a sense of this when I was a kid, but I didn't ever fully know it. It's not something you can know until you've been an adult for a while, that it is 100% all about the journey and not about the destination. Trying, Fact, wanting to wanting to get there to be an adult, be on your own. I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that and I can't wait for it to happen. And uh, I think I was better at that than I think some people around me were. Like there are some people around there, they're just like grinding, grinding, got to get there, got to get there, got to get there. I'm like, get there for what? You're not enjoying where you're at in the moment. Yeah, so, then what? So I think that just um, if there's anything I can impart to my child growing up, it will that be that all of these things, especially you deserve what you want. Failure is fine. Like nothing is going to be wrong if you fuck anything up. It's just enjoy what you're doing while you're doing it. Be in the moment. Be where you are. And if that moment sucks, soak it in and realize why it sucks. Learn from it and move on. Um, so I guess that would be mine. Uh, that would be my favorite. And truth. I think we all were tonight. I think we... Like right off the dome, straight fire. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a straight win. A lot of good that shit. Was a straight three-way tie right there. I love we all have, of them. We have, so many, we have so many inspirational posters to put up in Reed's office. <laughs> I'm going to uh, print all yeah. of them. <laughs> Bring them yeah. down. I need one right here. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to say, learn what the clitoris does right there on that poster. <laughs> When Hazel's like, she's getting learning how to read quite well, but like in a year or two. Oh, like, yeah. What is a clitoris? I'm going to be like, we, oh, you probably already know. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. No. Go talk to your mother. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, an island in Scotland. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great draft i thought it would be a nice conversation it turned out even better than i thought it would i really like that that was our Loved most it. that was our most serious like that felt like a uh, that felt like a that felt like a session yeah it did you a know bit. i think yeah i think we so all it was very it. earnest uh i'll be honest i i spit some things out there that people usually uh pay me to talk about so <laughs> yeah i i know you did i know you did i could tell and i and i feel like we probably I think we all had a week and I think we maybe needed that you know this was our least funny draft by far uh but you know maybe it's shown another side of us yeah it's shown another side of us uh comedy, so isn't, comedy isn't always about the har har's sometimes comedy is about just the oh that 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 makes me feel good inside yeah yeah that's true yeah this was our this was our Jim Carrey and Truman show episode right here <laughs> this is our yeah. dead lasso this is our uh yeah yeah. yeah, this is our uh, this is our uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, Will Ferrell. There you yeah. go. There you go. Uh, yeah. No, it was great. Um, I'm sweating my fucking balls off, so I'm gonna have to turn on my AC in a minute. <laughs> that's the way to end Tree it. Frogging. Yeah. So then, Legion of Listener, if you thought this was too serious, drop us drop us a line in the comments, and then uh, take your comment and cram it straight up your fucking ass yeah. because we don't give a shit. Uh, this yeah. is what we wanted uh, to do tonight. And we deserve what we want. But first, click like and subscribe. Five stars. It's down here below. Down, right here. down below. It's right here. <laughs> click like and subscribe. Click like and yeah. subscribe and cram it up your butt. It's here somewhere. I don't know. Cram it up your cram hole.
guys just making lists. Three guys just getting blitzed. Three guys, it's our top fives. You won, but also I won. I think we've talked about this one before, but like a, a a really common one that I wish my parents or my dad or somebody at least had taught me was basic car maintenance. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. I was thinking about that one, yeah. Uh, like like changing the oil. Yeah. That would have been, but like cars now, new cars. Yeah. I have a 2005 yeah. where that yeah. would still be a possibility, but we just got our new, like a trailblazer from this year. There's, there's no way to go yeah. into that. That thing's a fucking like space shuttle. Like you could just like. Sure. I see all these, 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 like that. There were a bunch of people making fun of like that comedian who was like, Gen Z doesn't know how to address an envelope. Gen Z doesn't know how yeah, to I saw like, that. do something else. And then they were like, yeah, we also don't know how to fucking like shoe our horses. We also don't know how to like carve stone tablets. Yeah. Like shit goes out of style, man. Like yeah. there's certain things. That- exactly. Oh, I saw. I saw the the I saw the antithesis of those was like let me know when you know how to save a file as a PDF. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so true. <laughs> um, right. Reed, did you have another dance dancelaries? Dancelary pick uh, here. Uh, there's going to be flashes of brilliance and uh, glimmers of hope, but the AL Central's always going to suck. <laughs> 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 <laughs>